Welcome to a devotional. This is Pastor Ariel, and this is a spiritual resource for daily living. It has been a while, hasn't it? I have taken some time to pray and consider how to continue providing resources for you, and I believe the Lord has answered wonderfully, and I'll bring more details to you as we begin this new episode in Devotional. The last time we spoke about uh, things of spiritual nature, we were looking directly at portions of the Gospel of Matthew. But there were some uh, hindrances. Uh, ministry is busy and there were a lot of things that came up. So I decided, rather than continue sporadically, decide to figure out how to provide more consistent material for you. And I am confident the Lord has provided a clear answer as to the direction to go. And so this is what I feel God has placed in my heart to do. Um, for as long as uh, he continues to provide direction in, in regarding this, uh, I'm going to be using what is normally called the Sabbath School Lesson, which is material that's already developed. Uh, I will be adding additional resources that will help you and hopefully encourage you to take, make use of this tool. Because I realized I want to provide material for you, but I also want to empower you to for you to study on your own. And this is a wonderful resource that I think uh, is underutilized, especially here in North America. And I want to pre present that to you as something that you can partake of on a daily basis. The subjects uh, range from prophecy to practical living, family, etc. So I think it will be a great journey for us uh, as we head in this direction. I, I am sure that the Lord has answered my prayers that I've had for several months, and I, I'm confident that this will be a blessing for you. Because we're starting in the middle of a what is called quarter, a, a Sabbath school quarterly, we have been studying through the book of Acts. And by the way, if you do not have a lesson with you, don't worry. You can go to the internet at ssnet.org, um, ssnet.org, and there you will find this lesson online for free. You can also look for the Sabbath School Quarterly in your iOS App Store and the Android App Store as well. So you can download that on your phone and follow along in your, your phone or you can, um, if you're a member of the Oakwood Church, you can ask for a copy. Uh, you can approach myself, or if you're a member of the Monroe Church, we can certainly make a copy available for you, a hard copy available for you. If you would like to purchase one for yourself, uh, I will provide more details later on as to how you can do that. I think it costs $10 for an entire year of subscription. So it's not a cost prohibitive venture, but if you want to have the access to it right now, you can go to ssnet.org and study further on your own. I'm going to be starting lesson number eight that is entitled The Jerusalem Council. And I want to read the memory text. This will be what we have been studying Saturday afternoon. And the text, the memory text, comes from the chapter that becomes the foundation for this whole lesson for this week. Acts chapter 15. Uh, by the way, I, I am recording in my church office right now. I just finished playing soccer with the, uh, our academy kids, and boy, am I out of shape. <laughs> and uh, I'm blessed by, by that knowledge. I need to start exercising more. Um, but I'm in my office with the windows open, so you may hear some traffic, maybe a couple of airplanes. We're really close to the airport. Um, so I hope you don't mind the extra little background noise. Anyways, the memory verse is Acts chapter 15, verse 11, and it says this. We believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved just as they are. And of, co of course, I'm, I'm emphasizing uh, key words that I feel stood out to me as, as this lesson gets introduced. The context is Peter has been given a vision. 
some chapters back. And in the vision, he sees unclean animals coming down on his sheet, and he's told to kill and eat them, and, Paul, and Peter, of course, refuses, with the, the reason that these are unclean. And these, these are animals that were prohibited to have been eaten. And God says, hey, if I call something clean, don't you dare call it unclean. And he has that vision repeated, and immediately has visitors tell him to go and visit a Roman centurion who has been praying, a Gentile. And Peter goes, preaches the gospel, and the Holy Spirit, in an identical manner to Pentecost of chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit descends upon Cornelius, Gentile, and his whole family. And Peter recognizes what that vision meant, that God was going to cleanse every human being, and that every human being that he cleansed, we could no longer call unclean. And that's the context. Gentiles now are also being partakers of the Holy Spirit and salvation. So what does that mean? How, do, how much can a, does a Gentile need to switch over to Christianity slash Judaism to experience salvation? And so this memory verse highlights a tension that I, I, I believe, even as a pastor, I think exists not just 2,000 years ago in the early church, but it has plagued our church throughout the centuries and is very much present in every church around the world. Acts chapter 15 uses, chapter 15 verse 11 uses the, the language of we believe they are. We, 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 they, they, they. The we and the they. Um, we have this separation, distinction, human-made distinctions, and sometimes religious-made distinctions that separate humanity into uh, compartmentalized sections. Yet, we see in Acts chapter 15, through the gospel, God seeking to break down that separation, that wall of separation. And he does that through grace, through salvation. So this week... It's a very important um, study because it will show us how to maintain unity in the church. How to address that language of the we and the they mindset. That they are saved just as much as we are saved, therefore it is us and our. Which models the, the prayer Jesus taught us to pray, our Father. In that prayer, Jesus doesn't say they or them. It is all about us and we how to maintain that unity. Um, and I don't want to just simply say, well, that's what we're going to be studying and just leave it at that. I do want to leave you with a verse. Uh, Matthew chapter 18, verse 15. This is something that is applicable inside the church context and definitely outside of church. But it's something that I believe as Christians, we, are, we need to remind ourselves. This is how unity is maintained within the church. Matthew 8, chapter 18, verse 15 says, If your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault in private. If he listens to you, you have won your brother. And that's the goal, unity, to have won your brother, not over to side with you, but to be reconciled with you. Unity is the goal. And so I want to summarize this verse as we conclude with this thought. Talk to the brother, but do not talk about the brother. Do you understand what that means? Talk to the sister, but refuse, resist to talk about the sister. The talking about the sister is the language of us and they, us and him and her. But if you really want unity in the church, if you don't want to just talk, 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 but walk, walk, walk the talk, I'm inviting you, 
Resist the temptation to talk about someone that may have wronged you. Be courageous, pray for grace, and go and talk to your brother and seek that to win that brother back to unity, unity in the grace that saves you and I, we and us.